Bottom line is you'll, you know, you get what you expect and you've got the control. And when you start to realize that it all comes down to your mindset, those key attributes of seeing possibility, taking action, being courageous. Welcome to the What Up Doc University podcast, your number one resource for total body wellness. Here's your host, Dr. Mike. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the What Up Doc University podcast. This is Dr. Mike Okuchi coming back to you on this Wellness Wednesday to bring you another jam-packed, full of information podcast from the What Up Doc University podcast. You know, it, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. We've had some amazing guests on the show, some amazing feedback that you guys have been giving us uh, about some of the shows, um, some of the information that you guys have heard and then put into action. Because remember, guys said that that's one of the biggest things is you putting the stuff that we're putting out into action. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, hope you guys uh, like what we have to offer here on the show. We try to bring you guys some of the best in um, in health and wellness. I'm a, I'm a full-time practicing chiropractic physician um, out here in Irvine, California. And my whole goal is to bring you the information that's not, you know, a lot of the stuff we see on the internet, that sometimes it may be filled with a little spin to it. I want to bring you guys the the really uh, jam-packed, full of science, you know, backed research uh, information. So that's my whole goal. You know, I spend a lot of time uh, scouring the annals of um of PubMed and, and all of the different research studies and reading books and all that kind of stuff to bring you guys in th- the information that we present to this on a show. And today's podcast is going to be some something that you guys will want to listen to again and again. And, and this is a very, very special guest, none other than celebrity, celebrity, I can't even speak today, celebrity nutrition and fitness expert, JJ Virgin. She teaches clients how to lose weight, master their minds so that they can lead bigger and better lives. She's author of four New York Times bestsellers. You guys got to go out there and get these books, The Virgin Diet, The Virgin Diet Cookbook, JJ Virgin's Sugar Impact Diet, and JJ Virgin's Sugar Impact Diet Cookbook. But and today we're talking about her memoir, The Miracle Mindset, A Mother, Her Son, and Life's Hardest Lessons explores the powerful lessons in strength, positivity that she learned after her son Grant was the victim of a brutal hit and run accident. Guys, this is something that, um, you know, you hear about it and especially as a parent, you're going to want, you're going to want to shed a tear a little bit. Cause I mean, it made me, it made me really, um, look at, look at life a different way. JJ hosts the popular JJ Virgin's lifestyle show podcast and regularly writes for Huffington Post, Rodell Fitness, and other major blogs and magazines. You know, she's also a frequent guest on TV and radio and speaks at major events. In addition to her work with nutrition and fitness, because she's not busy enough, right? JJ is also a business coach and founded the premier health entrepreneur event and community, the Mindshare Summit. You can find articles, recipes, and other helpful online programs and more at www.jjvirgin.com. Guys, she is she is a ball of energy, and it was it, it was a fun time um, speaking to her. 
and and just being in her presence so that she could share her story. And a lot of times, uh, if you've heard JJ in the past and you may have seen her videos, she talks about um, the diets and, and the fitness and the impact. But in her latest book, The Miracle Mindset, she talks about the part that that I emphasize a lot within practice. And it's about the mindset, guys. So I want you guys to listen to what she says. I want you guys to also go out and grab the book. If you haven't already, grab the book. Go out and grab the book. In the show notes will be a link so that you can purchase the book. And and really listen to what she has to say about the mindset. Because this is one of the biggest things that I find in practice that really holds people back. One is the preconceived notions for a lot of things that that really keeps uh, people from taking a step forward into getting better in their health. And also while they're, maybe they do take a step forward and while they're in treatment, it's these limiting belief systems that keep them from getting to the next level or improving in their health. And JJ speaks about all of that today in today's show. So sit back, relax, enjoy what she has to say. And um, and at the end of this, I'm going to talk to you guys about a couple other things um, that we've been working on. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the What Up Doc University podcast. we got another special guest today. You guys all know her, JJ Virgin. And uh, she has a brand new book out. And uh, I'll put all the links to this show no- in the show notes to all of this stuff. Uh, but let's jump straight into it, JJ. Um, Tell us a little bit about the book, The Miracle Mindset. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, an open-ended question. Yeah, I know, I know, right? A little. <laughs> start, well, let's start. Let's start at the at, at the moment. I know you, you talk in the book about about your son's car accident. You know, getting into that accident. Let's start right when you you find out that he's been in the accident. Yeah, my. Um, my son had walked out that night. He was 16. He'd walked, kind of stormed out of the house, teenage, teenage argument, and went to walk to a friend's house. And when he was crossing the street, he was the victim of a hit and run. And I found out because my ex-husband and my 15-year-old uh, drove to the, they were driving by the accident scene a couple blocks from our house. They didn't know what had happened. And it was clearly a massive accident scene. And a, one of the cops looked at my 15-year-old and said, uh, another kid got hit and he looks just like him. So that was how we found out. They came running into the house to tell me and we jumped in the car and drove to the hospital. We had no idea what we were going to see because they wouldn't give us any information over the phone. And when we got there, they told us that my son uh, had been the victim of a hit and run. He had a torn aorta, which kills 90% of the people right on the scene. It's what killed Princess Diana. And his was literally, they said, hanging on by an onion skin and was going to rupture sometime in the next 24 hours if it wasn't repaired. But the challenge was he also had multiple brain bleeds. He had a severe traumatic brain injury. He was in a deep, deep coma. And the surgery that he needed wasn't something they could do at this hospital. It was a super specialized surgery that had to be done without a blood thinner. So in order to save his life, he would have to go to another hospital and be airlifted again. But the doctor told us, you know, he's never going to survive another airlift. And you have to let him go. And he said, even if he were to survive that airlift, he's not going to survive another surgery. And even if he were to survive another surgery, he'd be so brain damaged it wouldn't be worth it. 
And my 15-year-old sitting listening to this doctor and looks at the doctor and says, so maybe a 0.25% chance he'd make it. Doctor says, right, that's right. And Bryce told me later, he thought, thought to himself, well, that's not zero, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, right? It's not zero. Zero is chance. zero. There's a chance. Yeah, I mean, we were at the hospital. There was no chance. And here, at least, there was a little chance. So Bryce looked at this doctor. And it's 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 amazing to think about that at a 15 years old. He looked at the doctor. He goes, well, we'll take those odds. And so that, that began this journey of... Um, you know, helping my son who survived the airlift, survived that surgery, but then was in a deep coma for weeks and has literally been coming out of a severe traumatic brain injury now and 13 fractures. He had, you know, he is, his femurs had rods in him. He had, they had to pin his heel back together, all sorts of stuff. But um, it has been a massive journey back. And during which time I also, like, as this whole thing was going on, I was a, uh, I was launching my first big, <laughs> big book, The Virgin Diet, launched um, three more books during the next couple years. And people kept going, how did you do it? <laughs> and that's what this book is about. It's not, it's not about, um, you know, grants making it through this. It's about what we did as a family and the mindset that we used to help us be able to go through this and handle it because, hey, we all have to handle tough things in our lives. I mean, that's the one thing we know for sure. Yeah. And, you know, when I was going through the book, um, you know, there's there's a part of me that started to cry. Um, you know, I, our family kind of went through the uh, a similar thing. My 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 second son was born, born two and a half, pre, uh, two and a half months premature and the doctors gave us the same thing you know they said mm-hmm. well, there's, there's there's a we don't know if he's going to survive or not we don't know if mom's going to survive through all, all of this um but you know in your book you wrote you said um and this really hit me the hardest he says i didn't allow those thoughts to linger as long as he was alive there was hope how did you develop mm-hmm. that mindset how did you, how did you go through that cuz most people would crumble well, fortunately, and this is, you know, hey, we're in the health field. Here's the biggest challenge, yeah. selling prevention. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I was like, I already had it. And that's, thank God, I don't know how I would have gotten through it otherwise. Um, just when I turned 30, I had a really amazing client. I was a personal trainer back then, paying mm-hmm. my way through grad school. And she offered to coach me in business. And she was this self-made multimillionaire. And I actually moved into her house. And she started out with teaching me how to surround myself with positivity. She actually made me wear these little bracelets around my wrist. And anytime I said anything negative, I had to snap them. Ah. And honestly, I thought I was like not going to have any skin left on my wrist. You know, you don't realize if you're not focusing on it, how much negativity is around you. And And it's contagious. Yeah. Thankfully, so is positivity. But she taught me, you know, how to wake up in gratitude, how to, you know, keep a gratitude journal, all these things that were what allowed me to get through this. And if I hadn't had those things in place, I think I would have been paralyzed by the fear. I mean, this is like, as you said, when you go through these things as a parent, I can handle anything else, but I'm like, don't mess with my kids. (laughs) But um, the other side of that, when people said, I, I could never have done what you did, I'm like, you know, when your kid's life is on the line, it's pretty amazing what you will do. You hear about moms pulling cars off their kids. You know, it's like, 
I just needed to know that there was hope and I couldn't entertain the thought that there wasn't. So anything that came in that was like, Oh, he'll never walk again. I'm like, get out of the room. <laughs> you know, I just early on, like the first day in the hospital, I looked at Grant, held his hand, held like three fingers cause everything else was bandaged yeah. and just gravel, everything else. And I said, Grant, you're going to be 110% honey. Uh, you're going to be better because of this. I just need you to fight. And said, I will pull in everybody that we need to help you here. I'm like, I'm going to pull in the troops, you know, but you just got to fight. And so that's, I just kept asking that question all the way through. And it turns out that being curious and asking the right question and being open to possibility, which is one of the attributes I talk about in the book, The Miracle Mindset, is one of the key ways to build resilience. Mm. And to think about it, what if I'd said, you know, what if my big question was, how do I get my son to survive? I've got to believe the outcome would have been very different than how do I get my son to be better than before? Mm. Well, what's the difference between that? So think about if you're just going, gosh, I just hope he makes it through the night. I just I just want him mm. to survive. Yeah. Maybe he's in a wheelchair. Maybe he's a vegetable. Maybe, you know. Yeah. Um, that's very different than I want my son to be 110%. I want my son to be better than he was before the accident. I want this to give him a bigger purpose. I want this to mean something in his life. That was what I just started going through was this is going to be the best thing that happened to him. This is going to help him, you know, create a purpose in his life. And that, it, yeah, that's powerful. Right? Yeah, as he was coming out of it, I mean, brain injuries, I had no experience with the brain injury. When the doctors told me, the doctors told me the brain has its own time schedule. There's nothing you can do and it will be ugly. Those were the instructions I was given. <laughs> yeah, that's typical. Uh, uh, that's terrible because it's not true anyway, you know? So I just was like, if, if I hadn't have had this to hold on to and to tell Grant when he was in these deep depressions that happened with a brain injury, uh, you know, Grant, there's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger purpose. Mm. You'll see there's, you know, he was like, I just, I don't even know why I'm here. You know, people coming out of brain injuries, it's a really rough thing. Yeah. You know, you, you there's one thing that I, that really stood out to me is that during this time, obviously it's, it's very trying. It's, it's kind of stressful. And then, um, you know, you did this one thing, you know, you reached out to your support team, you know, you reached out to your family, you wrote that letter out to, to your family. And you also reached out on social media. And um, I, I don't think a lot of people understand the power of this collective consciousness. And, uh, you know, it's talked about in, in many other books, you know, there was one book uh, by Dr. Masaru Emoto, where he talks about uh, the how when people gather in prayer circles and all this kind of stuff, the effects that it has on it. In your opinion, do you think that that was a very key component of it all? You know, it's here's the converse of that. Yeah. That social isolation, there the the latest research is showing that being isolated is as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. I knew, yes. And that's, yes. And I mean, and that's that our modern crazy? day, isn't it? Isn't, yes. Isn't, right? We are all so isolated. I knew this was way too big to go through on my own and that I had to get help. So I reached out to my whole community, but I also knew that I was like, like I, I was so overwhelmed. I mean, my voicemail was full. I was getting texts, like text after text after text and emails. And so what I did was I, I lived the whole thing out on Facebook. 
even my mom, I'm like, mom, you have to go on Facebook. That's where I'm going to be reporting every day. And, you know, there were a couple people who really attacked me for doing that. Yeah, I bet. You know? and, yep, right. Of yeah. course. You know, I'm like, there's always those haters. Right. You get the, but, you, the thinking oh, yeah. you're exploiting it, you know. I can't yeah. believe yeah. you're doing this. Well, but yeah. here's what happened because of it. Other people, because I just shared, I went, you know what? I have access to people most people won't have because I put a, a, um, a big SOS out to my entire community mm-hmm. and I got amazing responses back. And so I was doing things. I was doing progesterone, high dose fish oil, things that people wouldn't normally get access to. And the actual researchers were connecting with me to tell me how they did it. Right. So I was sharing all this on my Facebook page and other people started following what I was doing. They started doing that with their, um, people who suffered a brain injury. So yeah. you know what? I'm like going, so for you people there who are like, I can't believe you're doing this. I'm like, I'm going to do more of it. I'm going to be as vocal as possible because if I save one life with it, you know, all you haters, like, you know, what are you doing to save a life out there? So if I have to like, I'm not exploiting my son, I'm helping, helping change the world by getting information out. That's what's so awesome now about the internet, about podcasts is that, you can get a hold of information that 20, 30 years ago had this happened. I don't know how I would have been able to get the word out and get support. Hey guys, one of the foundational tools that we use in our practice is that of alkalization of the body. And this is one of the main reasons why we get such great results in our clinic. And one of the ways that we were taught to alkalize the body Uh, by my mentors was to tell our patients to eat tons and tons of dark green leafy vegetables. But as you can imagine, compliance was not so well with uh, having to eat tons and tons of dark green leafy vegetables like bowls upon bowls. And, you know, I I, I was sitting around one day and, and wishing upon a star, you know, Walt Disney uh, reference there, uh, wishing upon a star that this could just be easier. And then lo and behold, um, you know, the the world of juicing, right, comes upon me, I get exposed to this world of juicing, but it became such, such a burden upon myself and upon patients as well of having to go to the grocery store and shop for things and having a good blender to extract the nutrients and, and taking the time to do all of this. And then another thing happened. Um, I was exposed to the Organifi green drink, which really simplified a lot of things for my practice, for myself and for my patients. Uh, it, it's it's basically all the dark greens that you need in some in, 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 a, in a powder form that you can just put in your shakes and get the dark greens that you need uh, packed with chlorella, moringa, spirulina, uh, mint, beets, matcha, green tea, wheatgrass, ashwagandha, turmeric, uh, coconut water infused crystals. But despite all of those things, the one th- question that often people ask is, does it taste good? And I'm here to tell you, it does taste good. It's good enough. It tastes good enough. And what I mean that, that my children even drink it. So um, what we've worked out for you guys is a discount. So if you guys go to whatup.university.com forward slash green drink, you're going to be able to get a discount on it for 15%. So you're going to get a 15% discount on the Organifi green drinks. So go ahead and try that out. 
Very, very important. And, and you also ran across the book, uh, the Proof Proof of Heaven book. Yes. And, and then and then you wrote because I know this this crosses a lot of a lot of uh, you know my patients' minds. You know, I deal with a lot of patients that are uh, terminal illnesses and all this kind of stuff. And they come into the office and they're very scared. And then you, you wrote here it says even if you didn't even if he didn't make it, there was something else out there for him. And every time you looked at the book, you told yourself, no matter what, it's going to be okay. And I had to, as I was writing yeah. this book, I had to keep that same thought process. And what was interesting is uh, Grant had a near-death experience. We actually just did a TV show where he talked about it. And they, they kept us on for extra segments because everyone's like wanted to know more about it. But yeah. he he now talks to people who have just lost loved ones mm. and and comforts them because he's like, it's really great over on the other side. Yeah. Like I didn't want to come back. I just kept hearing my my mom talking and my parents and I came back for them, but I was like better over there. You know, <laughs> it was like it was like really great over there. I'm like, oh, "Okay." But um, you know, that's the other side that uh, you know, so much of what I was doing, I wanted to make sure that what I was doing was what he would want me to do. And even the first night when I thought, should we, should we overrule the doctor? Should we save him? Is this what he wants? Mm. Like I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't bringing him back and I'd have this person who was so broken and damaged. They'd be like, why did you do this mom? You know? Um, so I really wanted to make sure that I was doing it for the right reasons. And then I also knew that I had to, had to know that I'd exhausted everything in my search to help him um, through all of this stuff. And so, and, and to really manage all the environment and the talking around him, because I knew he could hear us. And that's a super important thing for people to realize is, and, and you've heard this enough from people in comas, when they come out of them, they talk about what was going on around them. Grant not only talked about what was going on around him, he actually told us about things that he saw in, while we were in the waiting room during a surgery and he would have no way of knowing these things. There were no documentation of them, no pictures of them. You know, he described what my ex-husband was wearing, where we were. I'm like, whoa, crazy yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So, you know, really manage that talk around there. Because just like you said, we had people praying every religion. We covered every religion, right? I left. Yeah. <laughs> no, no stones unturned. But um all of that energy matters. And the talking random, we had some doctor come in and say, never walk again. And I'm like, you're out of here. <laughs> like, you know, and if you believe that you really can't work on this case, because, you know, I believe you get what you expect. So I'm only going to be with people who expect him to be better than before. Yeah, you, you wrote about um, slipping into that what if spiral, you know, you're going back and saying, what if I did this, things would have turned out differently. I don't know, a lot of people go through that. And it's like, well, how did I get to this point in my life? What if I did this differently? Blah, blah, blah. How did you get out of that, that thought process of, you know, almost like regret? Oh, my gosh. And it's so that's one that we can do in every part of our life, you know, it's why people get depressed. They go back over the what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs. And that's where I have a little, a little thing that I do that helps keep me here now and not slipping back into the past, being depressed or scared and anxious about the future. And the first thing that I do every morning is gratitude. Mm. So I, every morning, this is, you know, early on, I had this mentor that help me thank God, you know, otherwise Grant wouldn't, wouldn't be here. I would have like probably done a lay down, but you know, every morning I pull out a journal and I write down three things I'm grateful for. 
And then every night I would look at what went well today. And then if things started to go really sideways during the day, and this is what I still do now, all these, these things, they keep me going each day is if you're feeling, if you're getting into a really bad spot during the day and you need a state shift, just text someone and tell them what you appreciate about them. Mm. And, you know, I would, I would, what helped me with the what ifs is always having a plan of action and staying in action. But the other part of the what ifs is what if this is exactly what's supposed to be happening? You know, what if this, this yeah. is the thing? I mean, I will tell you that I asked Grant uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, I said, Hey, let's go back four and a half years. You now know what's going to happen. If you cross the street, would you still cross the street? And he said, I'd still cross the street. And I mean, this is a kid with pins in his heel, uh, rods in his femur, and, you know, he's gone through just, uh, you know, missed, missed the last couple of years of high school, lost all his friends going through this. And he said, I'm better because of it. Mm. Not a lot of people can say that. You know, well, it's really a choice. He yeah. could say, I lost all my friends. And, you know, he could, he could, it's how, what you decide to focus on. Yeah. This could have been the best thing that ever happened to him and our family or the worst thing that ever happened to us. And it could be either. You could you could make a case for either one. Yeah, you, I mean, you you said it right. It, it It is a choice. I mean, you see so many different stories of people. Uh, you know, there, there are people born without arms and hands, yet they, they lead such a happy life, you know, and uh, it's it's that choice. And, you know, I think in, in you know, it, it summarizes in your whole book that, it's you look at our modern day society we are isolated we think that we need to solve our problems by getting more things in our life accumulating things and becoming this materialistic things and we don't really reach that level of of happiness would you say that grant's happier now than he was before Oh, there's zero question of that. He's definitely happier. My son, prior to the accident, he has struggled with bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. He was uh, he was finally kind of in a place where he was doing a lot better, but it was always frustrating. And that's why I looked at this and I went, huh? You know, we get a we get a re a do over. Let's see what happens here. He's definitely happier. He feels like he has a purpose. There's still bad days, but we all have bad days. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, you know, but he's actually taken, and I think this is a key, a key thing. He's taken responsibility for his health and for his life. It's one of the key components that I work on with all of my programs is that you've got to take personal responsibility. In fact, it is really the difference between say what a, what I would call a miracle mindset and what you see out there with people who are frustrated and feeling like victims is they have what's called a fixed mindset where they believe life happens to them. There's nothing they can do. You know, in, in the world of health, well, here, it's just my genetics, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Or if it's out in business, oh, it's like I'm not, you know, I didn't go to the right school or blah, blah, blah. And the you'll, you know, you get what you expect and you've got the control. And when you start to realize that, it all comes down to your mindset, those key attributes of, of, you know, seeing possibility, taking action, being courageous, mm. resilience, you know, having forgiveness, being collaborative, supporting other people, not not being in that scarcity mindset where you believe if you do that, you'll lose, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But when you start to see those things, what I noticed early on as I started to you know, people said, how did you get through this? And I started to really look at how I got through it. And I started to look at other people who I'd really admire 
is the common factor I saw with, with all of these people was not that they had it easy. It's that they had it rough. It's like you look at some of the most successful people and they've just gone through the most stuff. Yeah, true. Very true. A uh, couple things. One, um, you, when you were in there, you, you brought in your own food. Right yeah, to feed to feed Grant and and all this stuff and then you got you, you kind of did you get, yeah exactly what's your thoughts on uh, on dietitians and 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 these people in the hospital giving you know ice cream milkshakes and all the kind of stuff too and cookies to their patients what's your thought process what what's your thoughts on that it's, isn't it just the how is this still happening I just don't, I don't get it. it it's so crazy I mean the like the first place you're going to really heal you know is with food it's so critical one of the first words grant said was he pointed to the hospital food and said disgusting I'm like that my boy <laughs> is in there um but you know i actually had to put a sign up on the wall that said no insure no crystal light oh, they wanted to gosh. give him art like they have artificial sweeteners in the hospital they were going to give artificial sweeteners that are neuroexcitatory to a brain that's injured and is you know can have seizures like i was going wait a minute guys how are you th- what are you thinking wow. so I just made a commitment that I was going to haul in all my own food. I had a Nutribullet in there. I was bringing in food. And it was a pain in the butt because they had no refrigerator. The second mm. hospital had a refrigerator. We could do this. And they actually had sushi downstairs. Grant ate a ton of sushi this <laughs> in the second hospital. But in the first hospital, um, there was nothing. I mean, it was that typical standard hospital fare of the pancakes and the, you know all that crap. Wow. And they they looked at me because every day I would bring all this stuff in. I was going over to, over to Whole Foods and getting them wild salmon and getting them grass-fed beef. And they're going, we've never seen a parent do this. And I go, I can't believe you've never seen a parent do this. Like, I can't understand how you couldn't do this. Mm. Uh, plus, I could sneak a lot of stuff into the smoothies. So that was the other exciting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I want to wrap up with this last question. And uh... – I thank you again for your time and, and, and sharing this with your story. Again, guys, uh, go out and get the book, The Miracle Mindset. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. JJ, one last thing. What's the most surprising thing that you've learned from this entire experience? What was what was the thing that came out of it that you, were, you weren't expecting to, to learn? So this is one that now that I've really looked at the research of it, it yeah. makes perfect sense, but it's just not talked about is – that forgiveness is not just not going after someone. Like my son was the victim of a hit and run and everyone's sure. like, aren't you going to go get that woman? woman right, right. And I'm like, no, I need to focus on my son. So I never put any energy towards her, mm. but I also didn't actively forgive her. And what I realized after the fact, because one of my buddies has this program called 40 Years of Zen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Dave Asprey Dave, made yeah. me. Dave. Dave's yeah. one of my very best friends. So Dave took me to 40 years of Zen wow. um, because he saw I was flatlined. I was like, no joy, no anger. I was just kind of there. Right. And he's like, you're coming to this. And I didn't know what I was going to. Well, it turns out it was all about raising your alpha brain waves that give mm. you joy and peace. And mine were flatlined. And the way you raise your alpha brain waves, the easiest is through forgiveness. Wow. But it's not just saying, oh, I forgive. In fact, it's got nothing to do with the other person. It's learning how to active, go through an active forgiveness process where you 
internally forgive them. And the way that you really do that is by getting really empathetic, stepping into their shoes and feeling what they must have felt, and then looking for the gift in the situation. And once I learned that process, and it was interesting because, you know, they take you through this and you've got electrodes on your head so that you can basically, they can tell if you're cheating, Mm. like if you're not really forgiving the person, which is super interesting. Um, But once I learned that process, I could repeat it. But once I learned that process, I realized that it wasn't just forgiving the woman. It wasn't just forgiving my son. It wasn't, then I had to forgive me. I mean, like it just keeps going. Mm. And ultimately what you do find out is you are the biggest person who you have to forgive. And when you do, it sets you free. It's amazing. Wow. Powerful stuff. Hey, where can people find you? They can find me at jjvirgin.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, there you have it, guys. Go out and get the book today. Read it and uh, pick up her other books because the other books are great as well. Um, been a been a fan for a very long time and love the work that you're doing. And you guys are both lucky to have each other. You know, you're lucky to have a son like him and he's lucky to have a mom like you. Any last words you want to leave our audience? Yeah, you know, um, what I what I talked about there with with having that gratitude practice. The biggest thing that helped me get through this, the only way I was managed to get through this is I already had these things in place. And, you know, the thing we know for sure is that we're going to go through some crazy stuff in our lives. And, you know, hey, we go through challenges every day. And it really comes down to how you show up in the world. And it can be the simplest little things like starting every day and pulling out a journal, writing down a couple things you're grateful for, or deciding you're going to focus on actively forgiving people, not walking around holding a little grudge that set you free and change your life and give you that ability to show up so much bigger in your life. And that's really, that's really ours to build and develop, which is what's so fantastic here, right? It's not outside of us. It's within us to do. There you have it, guys. Go out and get the book. Thanks again, JJ. Thank you. Appreciate you. Wow. That's all I have to say about that is wow. If you guys have not read the book, go out and get the book and read it and really internalize it because there's so much information there that will, that I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you guys that you guys will face a moment in your life where you're going to need this type of information. And this is often the part that's overlooked is the mindset that you will need to go through a difficult situation in your life. So this is very, very valuable information. And JJ, again, hats off. Thank you. Mahalo Nui Loa for um, taking the time and sharing your wisdom, or in Hawaii we call it your mana'o, um, with all of us. And um, guys, we got some more great episodes coming up uh, in the queue. I've been looking at what's in the queue. I'm so excited to get you guys some of uh, these different episodes coming up. We got uh, we got Ty Bollinger is going to be talking about vaccines. We got uh, Dr. Michael Bruce who's going to be talking about your chronotypes. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Go look it up. Chronotypes. Um, 
we also got uh, none other than Dr. Mike, hey, that's me, talking to you guys about how to choose a nutritional supplement. We're gonna di- we're gonna dive more into in- into vaccines and the research behind that. But coming up next week will be the episode that you guys have been asking for. Uh, the truth about vaccines with Ty Bollinger. Uh, he's going to be talking about his series, The Truth About Vaccines, and some of the research that he's been involved with and learning from uh, while while doing this research. I mean, this this uh, I guess docu series uh, about vaccines. So stay tuned for it for next week. Again, guys, if you guys have any questions, any comments, feel free to reach out to us at info at whatupdocuniversity.com. If you love the show, we'd appreciate leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And you know what this does is it helps to get this message out there so that others can see uh, and hear uh, about what we're doing. Um, if you guys feel so inclined, please share this with uh, friends and family. Post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and you can follow us on on all those different channels. All of all of those uh, handles are be in the show notes. So go ahead and go to www.whatupdocuniversity.com forward slash episode 55 where you can find all the show notes for this episode. I hope you guys got some great information from this and you can take and apply this. Until the next episode, I'll be with you in your earbuds. Be well and aloha.